The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come. What for? Train in the trees, please. What my sycamore? Welcome in. You are listening live and direct to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Nookie Bishop Jr., joined always by T. Petty and Adrice Elbow. T. Petty, it's been a minute since we talked to each other. How you doing? What up? What up, y'all? I'm all right. I'm tired of these damn cicadas, but I think the worst is over. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I think the worst is over. We got a lot of birds in our neighborhood. Now, they be chirping at 5 o'clock in the morning. But I think they are on a consistent diet of cicadas, so I haven't heard too many. So they definitely I, are. I got a I got a bird cicada story. I'll tell y'all later. Okay, okay. I think we uh, almost at the end, so you know by the time we hit uh, July, we should be good to go. I'm good. Your boy is rested. I took a week at the beach last week. I, I know. What? Yes, yes I nice. worked. Uh, thank you, brother. I took a week and worked uh, at the beach and uh, was in the pool swimming and stuff, but. Uh, Everything is good, so I'm feeling feeling very, very well. I appreciate you checking in on me, Sam. Mm-hmm. I got you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. My main man, Idris Elba, brother, what it do up that way? What up, Nook? What up, T-Patty? This your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And Nook, you said you was in the water enjoying the, you know, the, the water. I have to tell y'all a quick story. Um, I got caught in the rain last week for the first time in a long time. Uh-oh. And I, I, I tell you, um, so I was out actually getting some like powdered donuts. Don't ask me why I was <laughs> out getting powdered donuts. That's I was getting, out getting powdered donuts. And they put the little powdered donuts in a little box, a little paper box with a little handle. And I, I walked out the place and I saw it was raining, but my car was about 60 yards away. And I said, okay, I know a professional athlete can cover 40 yards in about 4.4 seconds, four point five seconds i should be able to do it in about like you know six seven eight seconds so i get out there <laughs> that was ambitious i know right that was real <laughs> ambitious so i get out there and it's it's pouring down rain and i'm like going and that's like why am i going so slow <laughs> and i'm getting i'm getting wet and then the box get wet and, oh. I, and the handle break and all my powdered donuts <laughs> turn into like watery sugary donuts but that's that's not the worst part of it you know, the worst part is like all of what? a sudden I say, I can't breathe. I'm suffocating. What is wrong? Am I having a heart attack? I had on a face mask and it got wet. <laughs> so I'm basically <laughs> drowning. I'm like water torture. I was like, oh my God. I finally you got waterboarded yourself. I waterboarded myself, <laughs> T-Pen. I, I didn't think you could do that. But I did that. <laughs> well, now you know you can. <laughs> I, I, I know. So so next time it's raining, I'm just staying right there until it stop. Gotcha. Got, listen, they can deliver you them donuts now. You just got to hunt around a little bit, but they'll bring the donuts to you. And especially <laughs> if it's will. raining in the forecast, it ain't no need for you to be hyperventilating this shit because, you know, this podcast will be very, very different um, if, you know, you somewhere recuperating from hyperventilating <laughs> with a wet ass. I'm being waterboarded. Yeah, waterboarded you ain't got myself. 
you ain't got no gills, you ain't no fish. So, you know, you need to be careful out there, especially in this humidity. You mess around and have some unintended consequences. But I'm glad you're doing good, bro. All right, T. Petty, hit me up with this uh, bird cicada story. What's going on? Huh. All right. So, uh, did I talk to y'all about the cicadas finding my balcony? No. no. What? All right. So, y'all know I live on a pretty, well, a relatively high floor, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, gentrification means everything down here has been dug up thoroughly in the last 17 years. All the trees around here are about three minutes old. So I figure little to no cicada activity, which has mostly been true. But one day, a couple weeks ago, one of those motherfuckers found my balcony and then oh sent out a signal Ooh. to the other ones. So here they come. So they land on the balcony and it's glass all the way around, right? You know cicadas are half blind and stupid. They so got they them bigger trying. eyes, but they blind? They're they're like blind. That's why they be bumping into you and stuff. They, they can't oh, really see. I didn't know they were smelling you. They was, they was waiting for you to come out on that balcony. Uh, they was going to be waiting a long time because as soon as I saw that one, I was like, hell no. Nah. Closed all my doors and windows up tight. Air been running nonstop. But my balcony is all, it's like, it's all glass. So they they can see well enough to see well that's outside, but they don't realize that it's glass. So they kept flying into the glass and then flipping on their backs and couldn't figure out how to flip back over. So then they were just laying the sun and die. Wow. So you just had cicadas piling up on your balcony. I mean, not <laughs> first, first hitting the wind, first hitting the wind. Don't don't don't. <laughs> so the other day I was on a work call and I saw at the corner of my eye all these birds kept landing on my balcony which has also never happened i'm like what the fuck is happening they were out there eating the bodies of the cicadas wow but it was a feeding ground it was but i realized you know how you walking sometimes and you just see cicada wings with no body <laughs> it's because the birds eat them as maybe Wait, don't eat the wings? Are like, i thought the no. wings would be the best part like when we have chicken no we like the wings the best part I, I don't think like the, wings. the wings are like the bones, so they oh. they don't eat them. So they ate the bodies. So I had like 12, 15 sets of cicada wings out on my balcony that I had to go and sweep up yesterday. Hey, ain't that a Maxwell out. song? Cicada wings. Yeah. Somebody cicada need wings. Line, please. <laughs> <laughs> cicada wings. That's funny. We got to put some lyrics and uh, get from get producer E to get us a uh, uh, background music on that. And then you take a couple of pictures of these cicada wings, T. Petty, and uh, we have us uh, a funny <laughs> I swept them all up, so we out of luck. Oh, dang, all day. All right, listen, so um, we uh moving closer uh, to warmer weather and everybody's getting ready for summer. You know who else is getting ready for summer? Uncle Joe, President Joe Biden, out here doing all the things. First, he met with the Queen of England, Luckily, no um, social faux pas or protocol was broken. Then he was speaking at the G7, the summit for all the world leaders, talking about America is back at the table. I don't know what that means, craps or blackjack or what that means, but America is <laughs> back at the table. And then he met uh, with uh, the Russian president, Mr. Putin, uh, today. And um, they- You said Mr. Putin. Mr. Mr. Putin. Putin, I can't even say <laughs> his Mr. name. Putin. Putin. <laughs> President Putin, and they sort of stared at each other down. I did not know that Uncle Joe was taller than President Putin. They stood on the stairs, but they was both 
on the stop on the top stair, and Uncle Joe is taller than President Putin. So you know, sometimes people project taller or larger, but Joe was uh, living large. He didn't have his aviators on at the top of the stairs when he was, um, you know, taking the photo op and whatnot. And um, it pretty much was a stalemate in terms of what they talked about, but um, it went okay and it went well. So T. Petty, what's your thoughts on this uh, international diplomacy and Uncle Joe making his world tour with a with his, uh, well, I can't say with Muhammad, my man, but whoever is <laughs> Uncle Joe on I mean, a world is tour. This was his uh, this was his wheelhouse when he was in the Senate. Remember, he was the chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee forever. So I'm not surprised that he's going out and trying to restore the diplomatic relationships that got all fucked up during the previous tenant's occupancy. Um, but I mean, you know, this is just par for the course, regular old American diplomacy. So it's going, but it's going to take years and years to repair that damage because at this point the rest of the world is like well you elected a motherfucker like that once what's to stop y'all from doing it again so i don't know how they're going to restore trust in this fuck ass place but good luck yeah absolutely and i did know that Putin was relatively short because i remember uh obama's much taller than he is you know three four inches i think See? he might be like five ten five five eleven See, but the way they always show him, he's playing ice hockey and he's riding around on horseback with no shirt on in the whole nine yards. I thought he was like, y'all remember Lucky Vanos? He was like on the front of all those uh, romantic novel, you know, um, covers. You know, like Fabio back in the day like, before Fabio. Exactly, like Fabio, like Fabio. and Vano, Vanos, he was a, a plumber or something, that. but they but they put him up. That's yeah. not like a porn. Lucky, like Van, Lucky Vanos, he was one of them. Um, <laughs> Romantic wait, wait, wait. What, kind of, what kind of books was your grandma read? Right, like I don't even <laughs> never heard of no shit like this. It was always the paperback novel, but the guy like Fabio or somebody he had the flowing hair and he was always tall and had on the jeans and stuff and had no shirt on. That's how you <laughs> all those action pictures that that President Putin is in. He's never photographed next to anybody else though. That, that, but but his so but his coldest like pudding coldest picture was when he was on riding horseback shirtless. He was I mean, like that riding. don't mean that didn't impress me <laughs> at all. Like I you, you know how gangster you got to be to ride a ride a horse with no shirt on. That's gangster. I mean, is it? <laughs> That's the image he wants to project. Maybe See, he's feeling insecure because he feels like a tiny top of Christ because he's shorter than all these world leaders. I wonder if he's shorter than Angela Merkel. We need to get like a height, uh, whatever. Ange Angela Merkel projects tall, so she's good there. But you never see put in like around other people, so there's exactly. no there's no a reference tiny to top of Christ. Is That's exactly why. Is he Muggsy Bogues or is he Manu Bow? I don't know, he, but he didn't look that tall. <laughs> he on, didn't look that tall. A, there's something a bit more moderate between those two extremes. You <laughs> did not look that tall next to Uncle Joe. Drinks Muggsy. <laughs> Real quick, Muggsy Bogues, right? So um, when he played for the Hornets, you know, the kids would come over and play basketball. They had a hoop in the backyard. But on game days, he would take a nap. So the kids from the neighborhood came to Muggsy's house and his wife answered the door. And these next door kids talking about, can Muggsy come out to play? 
His wife was like, Muggsy has a game tonight. You guys, don't dribble that basketball around here. Go back where you live at. That's some funny ass shit. Drees, Uncle Joe making his world tour, man. What you, what'd you see and, and what do you think about what's going on? You know, uh, well, aside from just like the world tour, man, I always thought like the G7, man, that was like, that's kind of like jacked up, man. It's like, I, you know, it's, it's seven countries, right? And I think they have collectively, you know, they they probably make up like, I, I think they say like 10% of the world's population, but probably has like 60 to 70% of the wealth of the whole world. So I always thought like, man, that's like an exclusive club. And then it's like like the leaders of like, that you know those seven countries so that was always like it just felt new world orders to me you know the g7 and whatnot but um so that was weird and then the other thing is um joe is is meeting with pudding right uh like he (laughs) he's meeting with him (laughs) but um you know it's like we got so many issues now with russia and everybody know it and so it's like um when you have like um when people say like, oh, they're gonna be a fight after school. <laughs> they're gonna it's gonna be a fight after school. They're gonna meet up. And so they they they're gonna meet up and they, they met up, but it, it never lives up to your expectations. It never lives up to that. Yeah, that's that's something that uh is going on. They was also talking about um, you know, um they was nice and cordial and um very friendly to each other face to face, but then Putin, I don't know if he his interview afterwards and then uncle joe was talking about you know they don't want this smoke with the next cold war blah 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 like, yeah, they, they, they always talk that smack in distance they got like they got busy twitter fingers <laughs> like they be popping off but like when they get in person it's like oh how you doing joe oh how you doing <laughs> and joe had to, and joe had to go off on one of these reporters from cnn he had to like have a let me be clear moment what he had said in terms of you know uh, Putin's behavior in the whole nine yards. So we're going to see how this goes. You know, they real nice face to face. Then they talk that stuff, that Debo shit till Debo come back around. And then they, you know, got to tuck well, their chain in and stuff. That's so that's how diplomacy game is played. But, well, you know, Uncle Joe's off doing this foreign stuff. But I got something to say about some domestic things that are going on. But we'll get to that. Gotcha, gotcha. We'll but do I, fa- I, I, I like I, I had to follow it. So, so Nook and T Pad, you might have followed it closely. But did did um, Joe mess up on anything? Because you know we got a history of messing up. Was like Hillary Clinton did that little um the restart button with Russia, and then you had Bush talking about I looked into your eyes and I saw his soul. But Joe was like he ain't got no soul. So I, <laughs> I was wondering what like I wonder what like did Joe? How did he play? How did it all play out? Did he? Did he? Was he flawless? Uh, it looked like it went relatively well. They said that they would swap or put their diplomats back in place or ambassadors or whatnot. So that's the diplomacy part of it. But the real hard work and the real homework is going to come, you know, in between now and the next meeting. So we'll see what's up. And I know my girl Susan Rice is working hard behind the scenes to, you know, um, you know, keep us a, a leg up and, and let us know what's going on. But they made nice, nice and public. That's how it's supposed to do. And We'll see what happens. Now, you know, if they go ahead and uh, attack uh, a beef plant or something like that, we might have some problems. We might see who it is. Hopefully they won't hack into nothing at least a week after. But, you know, next two weeks, you know, all the all hands, you know, all bets might be off. So we'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes. Um, on the domestic tip, uh, Drees, Uncle Joe has ordered a COVID report. Now, listen to this. He wants it on his desk in less than 90 days. 
and there is gaining international credence that the coronavirus, as we know it now, may in fact have very much originated from a lab in China. There are reports circulating that in early 2009, or sometime in 2019, that three scientists in a lab in Wuhan did fall ill with symptoms very similar to the coronavirus. So he's gonna order an investigation, reports due on his desk in 90 days. You think he's gonna find out anything different than what we know right now, bro? You know, I think I think people already know, right? It's like you can't keep like diseases and study diseases like this and have everything been completely fail safe. Like there's been reported incidents of viruses getting out of labs, not being like manufactured intentionally and sent out into the world, but like just getting out because of whatever protocol was broken. And so it wouldn't surprise me if if this was the case that it happened like that, right? where it accidentally kind of got out and it kind of, you know, went around the world because we're so connected now. Um, but I think they they kind of already know what happened. And I think they're trying to like investigate it and study it so they can kind of have the official story for it. But they know what happened. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, see what the produ report produces. You know, they always good for redacting them down reports and you can never get to the get down, get down of what comes out, but we'll see what happens. T. Petty, this report uh, on COVID that Uncle Joe has ordered, something, nothing, or somewhere in between? I mean, I don't know that it really means anything other than, like, what's the surprise? Every developed country in the world has some biological warfare that they're developing somewhere. So probably accidentally it, made its way into the gen pop but they can't dig too deep because then everybody's gonna have to admit that they got the same shit the same thing happens here you know and that's right everywhere else. i ain't they're think all, about that everybody doing they probably diseases. was like oh we can't we can't let people know that this actually go on well i mean it's definitely um they're probably you know working to figure out how to eradicate some of this stuff but don't think for one second that somebody doesn't have some kind some type of war plans involving biological warfare like that's part of like geneva convention stuff right yeah yeah intentionally infecting people infecting water supply all that shit is out there so i wouldn't be surprised gotcha gotcha t petty a couple other um covid and virus vaccination related news items uh, let's see here. Uh, the AB Beer Company, located in St. Louis, Missouri, says oh, that they will buy every. What the hell is that? Okay. What I the hell is he talking about? Um, <laughs> they said that they will buy everybody in America a beer in July if we can get to 70% adult vaccination rates. Doesn't look likely right now, but we'll see what happens. Number All one, I don't like beer. And number two, I definitely don't like that piss that they're selling as beer, the AB company. Mm. And number three, those of us who were responsible, did our research, went out and got the vaccine, we didn't get shit but a little card. Now they're giving away millions of dollars, some funky ass beer, cars, all kind of shit. Ain't that nothing. Mm. The next thing I was gonna say is that the state of Washington where uh, recreational marijuana is legal, 
they will, if you bring in your vaccination card, they will roll you a joint and mm. give it to you for free. So they giving out, they giving out uh, doobies or joints or whatever you want to call it for shots. Also, this judge in Houston at this hospital has ruled that hospitals as a healthcare provider are within their rights to um, make mandatory that returning employees be vaccinated. So I'm just curious yeah. as to your thoughts on that. I mean, you have to be vaccinated to go to school. How is this vaccine any different than an MMR vaccine or polio or whatever, tetanus? We all get vaccines. This conspiracy theory shit is out of hand. Of course, I mean, there are, people have valid reasons for not getting vaccinated some people but most people don't most people are dumb refuse to do research don't believe in science and are listening to um non-credible people and so that's why our vaccination rates in this dumbass country are lower and people will probably quit their jobs rather than get vaccinated Hmm. Which just means to me, you your ass didn't belong working in science in the first damn place. And you're probably a danger to your patients because you're a dumbass. All right, there it is. That's wrapped up in a burrito like a chalupa. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Uh, Dries, you from the South. Now, you know my man George Thorogood had a song, One Bourbon, One Shot, and One Beer. Well, we a little different. Yes, one sir. Beer, Yes, sir. One beer, one shot, and one court ruling. Your thoughts on all of that? Oh, man, I got to play that song now. You got like, to play it in my head. That's one of my favorite songs right there. Now, I like, okay, I, I want all the stuff. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be taking my like um, COVID vaccination card everywhere with me. I'm going to try to use it like an EBT card. <laughs> when I get to the grocery store, I'm going to try to scan it. I'm going to try to put it in the little little chip, chip reader. I was like, I want to get all the free stuff that I'm entitled to with this vaccine card. Now, I think the only problem you're going to have with that, right, is that, um, you know, if some people can't take the vaccine for whatever reason or don't want to take it, right, I think you do got to have some alternative. Now, the thing that they've been saying is you got to get tested each week, which is inconvenient and it's probably costly. So that'll probably push people to get the vaccine. But you got to leave some room in there for folks, you know, to 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 have some choice with this. And I understand what you're saying, T. Petty, about we've been taking vaccines, you know, for for a yeah. while now, and it's required. I think that's true. But you you got to kind of meet people halfway with something that's new. Right, because this is this is still oh, new. Please. This you know just this going it's through this not experience. New. I know, First, I, I know it's what you're not, saying, but the you gotta, science behind this is not new. If people will read instead of being fucking yeah, idiots, but people, people ain't rational. Know. So you, you got to work with them a little bit. I'm not I saying refuse. they got to be like that forever, but you got uh, you got you to work. With okay, them. so this is the thing: if you don't want to get vaccinated, then wear your fucking mask. They don't want to do that either. So then stay yeah, your that's saying, at you, home you, and be you, unemployed. Yeah, you got to give them options, right? Like if you ain't vaccinated, like you got to wear your mask or you got to get tested every week. Like you got to follow that All if right. you don't want get to get the vaccine, but you got you to gotta do something. So let me ask y'all this. How do y'all feel about businesses or like your workplace requiring you to show proof of vaccination? So let's say you go back to work. I don't know why you would, but let's say you want to go back to the office 
and you had to show proof of vaccination in order to be in the building, like, or in the office unmasked. All right, let, how let me, do y'all feel about that? Let me tell you, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. Okay, if they do that and they use the card as the kind of thing, you you know how easy it is to fake a vaccination card. Like it's just a blank that. card with some writing on it. Like it ain't got no even official stamp or nothing. Like if you look at the thing, it ain't nothing but a white piece of card cardboard kind of thing, and and somebody wrote on it in like black ink pen. That's it. So so like I and 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 you just have to take it at face value. So even if they do that. It is really just like for the system to, to, to do a check mark. It doesn't really mean people have been vaccinated. Because if you wanted to get around that, you just find a card and just scribble it on there. I, I was I was going to say the same exact thing. I'm like, it's going to be a whole lot of use of the uh, copier machine um, if they require that. Because it's going somebody going to get a blank one. And then they just going to boom, bam, bip. Pow, here go to eight and a half, 11. Find somebody with the nicest handwriting, and yep, I got my shots. So whether they got them or not, so um, okay. But putting that aside, y'all didn't answer the question. How do you feel about people requiring that you show proof of vaccination? Either that, or you have to wear a mask. Oh, you know what's how always, you feel about it? It's always. I I don't think that. I think it's a HIPAA violation and illegal. And you know, it's always that one person in the workplace that's going to bring a lawsuit or bring their union steward or whatever into it. So I don't think that they can require it. They can try, but I don't think that they will. I don't, I don't think it'll ever. I, I tell you, if, if they start doing that, I'm going to start, I'm going to start um, like advocating that we do like, um, uh, you had a shower <laughs> today card. Oh like show me, show y'all, me your proof that you Y'all just refuse to answer the question that <laughs> yeah. is asked. Answer I, okay. the question right, that I'm, is I'm asked. Not question. do you think they're gonna do it? How do you feel about it? That's the question. I, I don't think I don't think they should do it because one, you can't really enforce it. I'm telling you, you can say it and you can take a stand, but there's no literary way to enforce that, right? And then what you'll get is what we've been getting, right? Is once you put that that line in the sand, then people automatically step over it. And then they challenge you legally, and what you and, and so like that's that's the thing that I think will cascade if you do that. So I don't think it's a smart thing to do. I think it still should be voluntary, where you you are asking folks to do it, unless you know you're directly. I I think facing you know health consequences in particular professions. So I I would say no, don't do that. Don't make that mandatory. Yeah, that's okay. that's a hard no for me in, in all my wordiness, but no, it's a it's a hard no for me, period. So we'll we'll see. Uh, what about you, know. you T Petty? Um, you know, I've been going back and forth about this. So my job just put out their like guidelines on people voluntarily returning to the office beginning next month. Uh your girl ain't going. So, but one of the things is um, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. So my question obviously is how you know somebody's vaccinated or not? Are you asking for proof? And they are exactly. not. And I'm sure it's for the reasons that we talked about, like it's legal and blah, blah, blah. So basically you want me to trust that the people that I'm in this enclosed space with are all vaccinated. I don't trust Americans. <laughs> and what I want, why, why would I look at the past 18 months? Why would I trust these people? They're out of their goddamn minds. 
So um, I get why businesses aren't asking, but I don't feel comfortable being in an enclosed space for a long period of time with unmasked people who I have no way of knowing if they're vaccinated or not. Yeah, yeah, because you no. don't, you you don't, and you, you won't know. I hear that. Yeah, so we'll continue to see what these uh, court cases ruled. You know, uh, this first one in Houston, and you know how that goes. The Republic of Texas, it'll spread across the country like wildfire. But we'll see uh, what happens in terms of these rulings. People taking it to the Supreme Court and whatnot, and and where we go forward uh, on these return to workplace things. But, uh, but why are you playing? That's a good business idea. I got your COVID vaccination cards. Somebody with some good hair yeah. right now, put it right Because technically, it's not illegal yet. It's not mm. illegal to forge a COVID vaccination card yet. So if you beat if you beat them to the to the before they write the law, you might better make some money out of it. Now, now here's a little advice to y'all that might be trying to get these illegal um, vaccination cards. For the dose number, don't put 8675309 and don't put 7779311. They're going to stop that okay. from a mile away. They're going to catch your fake ass and you're going to be in more trouble than, you, than a little bit. In what you I'm started assuming that our demographic would know what both of those numbers are. If you don't, you're too young to listen to this show. I, I think or, your, or your parents have failed you. I, Go I look up those know. numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't dial them. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they even issue those numbers anymore. But uh, maybe I have to perform a test offline and see what's up. Oh, uh, Drees, let's go ahead and um, switch up things a little bit. Uh, the Department of Justice has been hard at work. They found the crypto wallet of the Dark Side Group that um, hacked into the Colonial Pipeline. In the wallet online that they found, the crypto wallet, they found $2.1 million of the $4.4 million that they took um, when they hacked into the pipeline. So they're doing their best to try and figure out, you know, whose wallet it is and tracing the money and all that stuff. Mm. Now, I thought I thought the cryptocurrency was anonymous, but... The DOJ apparently has got some um, supercomputers and able to trace this cryptocurrency back. So what do you think about this ransom, a part of this ransom at least, uh, that they got back 2.1 out of the $4.4 million? Man, I don't think nothing is truly anonymous, right? Like, you know, that can't be tracked down. Now, you might be able to, if you are a computer whiz, you might be able to disguise it or, like, make it look like it came from somewhere else and make it bounce around, do all the stuff they do in the movies. But eventually, at some point, it's leading back to somewhere or to someone. Now, who? Now they could have been smart enough to say, we're going to leave a little bit in this cryptocurrency, and we know the government going to track it down and take it. But I'm going to take out whatever pieces we need so we can kind of scatter to the four corners of the earth kind of thing. So, so you know, that could have been part of their plan. If they are smart enough to hack it, maybe they had smart enough to get away with the money and leave a little bit. So folks would be satisfied and they say they can got they got it. Now, for me personally, if I pull a caper like that, you're gonna pay me in meat. <laughs> in straight meat, because you know what? You can't trace meat. It's like, sir, I, I you you cannot you cannot say where I got this meat from. This is my meat. <laughs> you can't trace it back. So that's 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 me. You just pay me in meat. Mm, mm, mm. T Petty now, um, 
cattle ranchers have been known to put a barcode with like the blue ink a tag on their sides of beef that yeah they sell. but That's- if you eat off that branding mark there ain't nobody <laughs> it ain't gonna be no evidence of it. What in the hell, <laughs> sir? Good damn. T. Betty, you, you are our resident IT systems and just all around IT infrastructure expert. So, um, this two point one million dollars, how do you think they found it? And do you think they'll catch these folks from the dark side and their associates as far as this uh, stolen crypto coin or ransom crypto coin is concerned? So I don't know enough about crypto to know like the ins and outs of how they trace them but anything that originates on the internet eventually can be traced back to some body something so they might be able to chase them down and find the rest it depends on like how they move the money around and in this little crypto whatever business and if they transfer it somewhere to actually get cash out of it like i don't know how you can easily do that in those amounts um, so I'm not surprised that they were able to track them down because that is a national security issue. Because if you can shut down the gas pipeline, you can shut off energy grids and all other kind of shit, which is going to be happening next. Or you could just hire them motherfuckers in Texas who have them down there broiling right now. But mm. anyway, um, I got off track. What was I talking about? Oh yeah. Not surprised that they were able to track down like the wallet where this stuff was stored. TBD if they'll be able to track down the rest of that money, but they're gonna get in a lot of good practice in because somebody else is about to try. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So we'll see uh, how this, it's like everything comes out like first, they announced that they, what their name was, that they broke up, then they announced that they got the 4.4, but they really only got 2.3 because the DOJ found 2.1. So it's gonna be another development and, and we'll stay on top of this and see if they uh, catch somebody. You but know. you know what? If they catch them, I've seen I've seen a lot of movies and there's a lot of TV shows, so I know this. <laughs> they <laughs> that's, probably that's they, your evidence. That's, that's my evidence. They probably gonna okay. hire them to say, "How'd y'all do that?" <laughs> and help us help us stop stop this from happening. <laughs> whoever gets deal caught first, yep, exactly. Whoever gets caught first can get the best deal. I didn't see the first forty eight. I know what time it is. We <laughs> got you on tape right here. Um, T. Petty, Black Excellence as per usual. Vice President Kamala Harris addressed the 2021 graduating class of the United States Naval Academy, the first time a woman of color has addressed the Naval graduation class. Hit me to the game on your thoughts on that. <sighs> um, so that was a First of all, it's fucked up that we're still doing it first in 2021. Indeed. But um, kudos to her for being the first uh, Black woman to to make that commencement address. I didn't hear the speech, but I'm sure it was quite good. She gives good speeches. Um, I was just disgusted by something else that she did when she went to Central America. Was that last week? Yeah. Steve yeah, Patty, you got to speak on that. feeling that. What yeah, happened? So basically, she was telling, you know, because that's where a lot of the um, migration is coming from, people making that trek to the southern border. And she was like, don't come. Oh, well, no. maybe if America wasn't meddling in other countries' affairs and fucking them up and making them unstable and terrible ass places to live, they wouldn't come. So maybe you should address that. 
so people don't want to come to this fuck ass country but uh, let me set that aside um but yeah it was a momentous occasion and uh kudos to her for that for being the first black woman to make that uh commencement address but what she said about not coming here was some bullshit and i didn't like it Mm. one good one bad i hear you i appreciate you filling me in on that i did not know that she had taken a trip to central america with that type of messaging that's uh that's whack we supposed to be you know welcoming open arms with everybody since the statue of liberty but you know how that goes downhill. Um, if you won Hugh, and if you got too much melanin, they cut you off at some point. We that's just the history of who we are and, and how we've been. So we'll we'll talk about that, I'm sure, in the future. Drees, vice president, made the graduating speech to the Naval Academy. Did she cuss? You know, you know, sailors are known to cuss. So that's that's how that's how I measure like how far we come. She if she could get up there and cuss like a sailor, then I was like, oh, we have reached equality. Nah, you we know, have, good and damn really well, trans- a black woman transcendent. would never be able to do that. they still be talking about that. I know, but like, wouldn't it be wonderful that, that that's what the, like sailors are known for, like cussing like a sailor. So, I mean, but, you know, yeah. I, I, yeah, that's I, why I, your I, girl can't be in politics. I cuss too much. <laughs> <laughs> among other things, but yeah. See, I could be your non-cussing spokesperson slash anger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like it's i you know i think it was a it was a great occasion and um we you know t petty you're right it's it's, it's kind of a shame we're still doing first but i'm glad we're recognizing it right and um just by her you know being in that position right that she's in and kind of what it means um for our country and it it, it does challenge existing kind of structures and saying like when when she shows up in spaces like that, you know, it, it begs the question, like, why have we been this way for so long? So I think that's always good whenever you kind of have those first and breakthroughs, they kind of point and make the, the structure and the system just look outdated and ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, hey, it's a first. Um, again, we'll check uh, what's going on with this message mess- messaging as far as uh, these folks in Central America concerned, but look, you get, uh, you come a little bit north on Central America and that used to be America, America, you know, what we call United States of America. So don't That's be- true. Mm-hmm. That's true, that's true. Lead them people on, they, they fight back and you know, they got no, they don't put them into a corner. To, look, you telling them not to come. You think that's gonna stop them from coming? It ain't, so- It's not gonna stop them coming. What's gonna stop them from coming is making their countries places where they want to, where they can't, they feel like they can safely stay and raise their families and mind their business. You think people want to walk thousands of miles and come here and get treated like shit? They see what's happening and they're coming anyway. That means that where they're coming from is so desperately fucked up that they feel like they have no choice but to come here, leaving everything they've ever known, knowing the treatment that they will likely sustain when they get here. It's worth it. So how fucked up is where they are that they would do that? Obviously. So address the root cause of why people are coming. How about that? And, and stop and, sounding like a spokesman for the Trump administration. And T. Petty, mm-hmm. uh, and she she cleaned it up when she went and did her press conference in Mexico City. Because I, I looked mm-hmm. at it specifically for that. I was like, what? What, what is she said? saying? And so she she said exactly what you said. Like she said it just like that. 
And and I did get that sense that okay, she yeah, is vice president. She said in the first damn place. I know, but she like she's in our role as vice president, and I think that is her figuring out like how much of this am I the 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 spokesperson for the administration versus kind of how do I thread this needle of like this is what needs to be said. So I could tell like even no, looking at the press conference, she was, I I know like she that's what I'm saying. She's got to find a way to kind of like say what needs to be said. And she did in our press conference, but that, I, I think that's an example of what she's going to be doing or, or what, how she's going to have to navigate. Well, the purpose of the vice president is to, whatever the administration is, you told the line, period. So whatever the messaging is, whether you personally agree with, or agree with it or not, it's a united front. So you got to roll with that. You do that and you play the role of the attack dog. That's what the vice president does, period. So what yeah, she but, said- Yeah, but you're expecting something different of her though, T-Patty, because you just said No, that. I'm not. I'm not expecting anything different of her. What I am expecting different is something different than the Trump administration. That's what those motherfuckers were saying. So we didn't elect you to get out there and parrot that bullshit. So get it together. Mm. That's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting you to do what we elected you to do and not sustain that bullshit status quo. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, listen, we got another uh, development uh, in Washington this week. Adrice, we'll kick it to you first. Um, the United States Senate has passed a bill that will now go to the House of Representatives and correct me on this, T. Petty, if I'm wrong, advocating making June 19th, Juneteenth, a national holiday. Um, they passed it. The House passed it. House passed right it. Right before we started this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So that is now passed. So um, I guess this would now go before the president and he would sign it and June 19th would become a national holiday. Now, as with the Martin Luther King holiday, which dates back more than 25 years, still not all states observe that. So um, Drees, uh, it looks like it looks like Juneteenth will become a national holiday, but will it be a real national holiday that most states will observe? Or you know, what's your thoughts on that? Wait, did they um took reparations into this bill? Right. <laughs> now, now if they took reparations into this bill, it's gonna be a celebration. <laughs> it's gonna be some party. It's gonna be a holiday. I don't care. If, if, if you make it official or not, you put some reparations in there, uh, it's, it's gonna be a, a federal holiday for, for, for black folks everywhere. But uh, some tell me they probably they probably didn't do that and they probably won't. And so it, it does kind of ring hollow a little bit of like, you know, it's like black people been recognizing this. Like we, we, we've been recognizing Juneteenth, you know? Um, and so you, you ain't gotta like tell us what Juneteenth is, or it ain't real because now you recognize it. Now, now it becomes real. No, it's some, it's something we, we like recognize ourselves, and um, so we don't need you to tell us what that is or or to rubber stamp it for it to be real. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Now, what before I swing it over to you, T. Petty? What they needed to do was not only make Juneteenth a holiday, but they need to change President's Day 
to the Monday after the Super Bowl so people could get a little bit more lit and not have to stumble their drunk asses uh, or recovering drunk asses into the office the Monday after the Super Bowl. But That's not where I thought you was going with that <laughs> at all. T-Penny, okay. um, you know, hit me, uh, you know, it's passed, so I appreciate that update. What, what do you think about this? Something, nothing, or somewhere in between? la de fucking die. Wasn't nobody asking for Juneteenth to be a federal holiday. What we were asking for was to end police brutality, pass anti-lynching law, protect voting rights. How about something that's actually going to have a material positive effect on Black people? It passed the Senate unanimously. Do you think those motherfuckers, those Republicans, and Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema would actually vote for something that's going to benefit Black people? It's performative bullshit, and I'm not interested in it. It's just like them kneeling with that damn kente cloth on last year. Like, get the fuck out of here. Do something that actually means something to somebody. Not this bullshit. I hear that. Drees, by the way, 40 acres and a mule for every African-American as of the 2010 U.S. Census. We will be able to split up a pool of $6.4 trillion. And look at all that lost wealth. I know a lot of people who ain't black. Wait, 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 what? Say that again? If they were to give reparations, like a pool of reparations, based upon the today's equivalent of 40 acres and a mule, each African-American in this country would split a pool of 6.4 trillion with a T dollars. But, but look, that doesn't, that doesn't account for the compound interest over the years of how that 6.4 trillion would have grown. So that's, that's the other thing you're missing out on. That, that would be the, the, the amount that it was worth in today's dollars but not accounting for the the compound interest that it would have it would have accumulated over those years. One, it would be a nice down payment. Two, all you motherfuckers that's claiming them other races on the census, I bet your asses will turn around and be black when they start talking <laughs> trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars with your lack with your black ass. Black, 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 kitty black. I'm an Oreo with fudgy double stuff in the middle. And oh. when they come with their money, <laughs> I want my money, honey. I've been I mean, <laughs> let's be clear. They're never in a million years going to get black people reparations in this country. Not going to happen. But you know what? You know what you can do instead? You can forgive all of my student loans and you can exempt me from paying federal taxes. I can dig that. For the rest of my black ass life. I can dig and that. And I will be cool. I will be cool. Can you imagine getting your actual gross pay? Bruh, yeah. I would never be at home. <laughs> Ever. You know, you know them brothers and sisters that's payday accountants, they don't know nothing but how to add, subtract, multiply, and divide, but they know when they check is off 15 cents when the <laughs> Tax rate That's right. And then them be the same people that when they see them extra hundreds or thousands of dollars in their check will not be letting payroll know a MFN thing. They be like <laughs> walking right out like and going you made a mistake. Mm-mm. When it's to my good, you're not telling payroll. You're not telling payroll nothing. nothing. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs>
T. Patty, uh, something else that's come from the pandemic, uh, a lot of Black parents are saying that they experienced, or their children experienced less microaggressions and racism while homeschooled. And even though uh, regular schools will open back up in the fall, that they're going to go ahead and continue to have their kids homeschool and use uh, e-schooling, um, you know, for some time to come uh, to help their children out. And what they say is helping their children to to learn a bit, a little bit better. At least the ones that um, are interacting uh, on the uh, e-schooling. So, um, you know, I, I thought that that was pretty pretty interesting. Good for them. Um, of course, their kids are experiencing less racism because they're not around the whites the teachers and the kids. I mean, all you have to do is look at all of the parents coming out now about banning critical race theory, which they don't even fucking know what it is if you ask them. Listen to that racist bullshit that's coming out of their mouths. And those are the are the parents of the kids that you're sending your black kid to school with. Ain't no motherfucking way in the world. That's why and uh, Therese, you know this, I never sent my child to any school that was majority white for that, for that specific reason, because it is psychologically dangerous for black children to be in an environment where they are the overwhelming minority. It's like 97% white. Ain't no way I would subject my kid to that torture or myself because I would have caught a case because they come out of their mouth saying some crazy shit. So yeah. protect your children's psyches by keeping them either at home putting them in an environment where it's more balanced half and half majority black whatever whatever you have to do to protect your kids from these crazy people please do because they've lost their goddamn minds Dries, you have our niece she's a school age and you know uh, about the age of some of these uh, kids where the parents say that they're not gonna send her back to the bricks and mortar school and gonna continue to e-school the kids. So, you know, as a parent, man, uh, kick it to me about, you know, your thoughts on these parents are gonna be keeping their kids home. Well, you have to unmute yourself first. Yeah, you, you mute. Okay, there you go. All right, T. <laughs> T Betty, I was I was saying that you was right. <laughs> you, was, you was right on this. One. She was quick to like unmute yourself. Unmute yourself. <laughs> so so you're right on this, T Petty. Like um, definitely, if if kids aren't going to school, right, they're not um, experiencing those microaggressions, those over and then covert forms of kind of racialized you know, you know, kind of, you know, experiences that can kind of really destroy their self-worth, their self-esteem, um, who they are, right? Because they're, they're not out in the world trying to fight through that. But the other thing that you have to think about, like you may be able to kind of keep them back from some of that, right? That happens in these spaces, but it's really the systems that are acting on them when even when they're sleeping, like every mm -hmm. single day, right? The wealth gap, right? <laughs> um, you know, discrimination in housing, right? All those things and all those systems that are working on our children every single day. That's the thing you got to worry about. And, and there's no amount of keeping them home can protect them from that. So, so, so that is just a temporary kind of, you know, a temporary relief 
that you get from the daily assaults, but you better believe that system is grinding every single day, 24 seven, nonstop. 100%. I I do not disagree with you, but whatever we can do to protect our children from like the daily onslaught of that, that's what I would do. Like, and at the same time, you're teaching them how to deal with the microaggressions that they're going to face because it's some white woman is going to try to put their hands in your baby girl's hair somebody's going to say something crazy about your son. Somebody's all the time. So you do have to teach them how to do that. But if I don't have to subject my kid to that 180 days out of the year, going in person, going to school with them for the privilege of them going into an excellent school district, then I would do that. But I don't know how I would manage because whew. Yeah, but I, I, I tell you, but still. I, it is, and I, I tell you too, Patty. Like our kids, we we were fortunate enough to be able to thread that system enough where we got our children in high performing schools that mm-hmm. have majority black population. Yeah, and, I did and too. there's and in every school district right there, there's there's this little nuanced space that you can be in. I'm talking about public school systems, right? This is public schools, but we had mm-hmm. to jump through through hoops, meaning like figuring out the neighborhood and where that was and then figure out how can we live there in the district all to account for that. So to get in a high performing school with majority black kids, like you yeah. got to jump through hoops to do that, but you're right. Yeah. And it's a level of privilege for us to be able to do that. Like I did it the is, same thing. It is. It is. So um, it's, a, it's a luxury. It definitely is. It was a luxury for us to be able to do that. So can I fault these Black parents who are now deciding that their children are better off mentally, they're performing better academically because they're not dealing with that added bullshit? All for it. Absolutely. I don't know how sustainable Absolutely. it is, but kudos to them. Absolutely. Uh, Dries, we're going to start it with you. We're going to uh, wrap it up. Give me one final thought. Give me uh, a prediction or give me a shout out. All right. I'm, I'm going to do a shout out. And it's a, it's a shout out to like um, all, all the parents um, because actually school is ending. Virtual school <laughs> is ending this week. And parents been putting in so much work to kind of get their kids to even show up for virtual school, supporting them, just kind of doing all that. And hopefully all the kids are out of virtual school by now. So hopefully you get you get some respite for the parents. I know it's aggravating because now the kids ain't got nothing to do. They're going to be running around the house. So I, I feel for all the parents, but shout out to the parents. You made it through the end of the virtual school year. And hopefully... Um, Next year, they'll be all back in school again and out the house. <laughs> you can only pray and hope. You can only pray and hope. <laughs> P. Petty, give me a shout out, a final thought, or a prediction. So a final thought. So um, this is based on the fact that um, I'm starting to travel again. So I have several trips booked over the next few months. We're really over the next few weeks. So more and more stories are coming out about people rushing the cockpit on planes. 
What they trying to hijack what? the planes? What the hell is that? That's nonsense. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but everybody just needs to calm the fuck down. This shit is crazy. I've seen two stories in the past week where that was the case. And is listen. Hey, if you if you watch the cockpit, mm-hmm. I automatically think mm-hmm. you're trying to, to kill everybody. Me. You're trying to you kill are. me. That is, so I know. That's about why, to that's die. A, yeah, exactly. I mean, we all know what happened when people rushed the cockpit on 9 11. Mm-hmm. Like, people were taken off guard and we saw what happened. Now, people are reacting to that quickly with the swiftness, and I don't blame them. So, if you get your ass beat for pulling a stunt like that while we are several thousand, tens of thousands of feet in the air, then <sighs> so be it. I, yeah, you gotta I catch a bad one. You gotta catch a real bad one. You are, and you gonna deserve every L that you that you catch because mm. people are apprehensive. People are just now getting back on you know on planes like really really flying with with full flights. We still have to wear masks, so people are still a little apprehensive. And you want to get on and act crazy? Don't do it, y'all. Sit your ass down, take your meds, and just relax. Just yeah, relax. Pl- Yes, please don't, because um, I'm a rather large black man, and the first, <laughs> the first people they come looking for to help calm a motherfucker down is a big black man. I'm oh, like, yeah. We get discriminated yeah. against any other time, no, but now I was... Just tote that bell. First of- <laughs> so listen, y'all, listen to that point, Nookie. Mm. Uh, the story that I just read, that I sent y'all. You sent us the video. Yeah, they made an announcement on the... Uh, over the plane, like we need large, strong men to the front of the plane. Because <laughs> they wanted wow. somebody to come and beat his ass mm-hmm. and hold him down until wow. they could make an emergency landing. Mm-mm. Shit is see, crazy. See, that's a trick, right? Because they asked for that, right? To restore the order. And then if somebody, once they get the person that tried to rush the cockpit, get right in their right mind, then they trying to sue me, the individual. Mm. I'd be like, you better talk to blah, blah, blah mm. airlines. They requested my assistance. And when I stepped on your head, it was clearly- <laughs> It was under the direction project. of the airline. There was a lot of people in the aisle and I stumbled and blah, blah, blah. Your honor, like, boom. And look, I'm trying to get on that Patriot status too. You know, like if you help apprehend and hogtie somebody like yeah but you talk to nookie bishop jr who helped thwart the attempted hijacking like america is great i love it we got him off the plane and we went on to texas yeah and i want like <laughs> beer and whatever else fair y'all got going and i want free access to the lounge that i can't get into right now at all the airports across that's America. That's, that's right. I, I like that free Chipotle card that they give certain people. What, they give free Chipotle cards? <laughs> they give certain people on certain status Chipotle cards. You can get a Chipotle burrito, whatever you want, and it's free. I need that for all the airport lounges if I have to whoop me a motherfucker's ass for trying some <laughs> shit on the plane. Look, sir, all these people is trying to get back to normal, and you're going to thwart this up? Because you know what they do. They go to the nearest airport where the marshals is waiting for you, and then they arrest them, then they might have to refuel, and you might not be the first people to take off, then you you might have missed your connection, and you really don't have to. People need to think ahead, like you said, T. Petty, take your meds, you know some of these planes ain't serving alcohol, get you a sippy sip on, 
or beer or do whatever you got to do, but don't come up there messing up other people. And they, the computer system went out on opposite of North, opposite of East Airlines the other day. They canceled oh. three days worth of flights and they trying to pick up. So look, people is already on a hair trigger anyway. They yeah. try to get back to normal and you know, people don't adjust well. I don't know Maybe when we didn't. I don't know when people didn't start to adjust well. I don't know if this is the 80s after the Cosby show went off or a different world or what, but people just started to act a damn fool. So that's <laughs> take your yoga classes, have a cup of coffee, do what you gotta do hey, before you hey, get to the look, airport. Get your mind right. Look, I think you I think you're gonna hit on something. I think that might be the next hack right there. It might be mm. an airport where they just kind of shut down the computers. Oh. It's going to be a key airport. Like, it's going to be LaGuardia where everything come into. And it's oh, like everything going to have to like back up for like you know you're three talking days. About the, you know you're talking about the plot of Die Hard too, right? Oh, that mm. is. I, I watched too many movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, get your mind right before y'all get on these planes and go to the airport or drive i don't care one way or the other but don't mess it up for everybody else and if you're on a plane where you mess it up for me and mine um yeah i hope they come i hope they come get me because we'll be i'll be doing my uh damn superfly jimmy nothing fresh on your ass (laughs) and you wish you hadn't (laughs) uh that just about does it for this episode Uh no. What's your What's your final thought? A oh, shout I, out. I just gave it yeah. shit. Uh, stay your ass at home quick. or drive. <laughs> no, that's my final uh, thought. You got to do your own. Uh, <laughs> I don't have one right now. I'm just looking forward to getting back. Uh, Euro 2020, the soccer tournament is out. So I really like the mix of uh, international people that's uh, brought together by uh, the wonderful game. So it's going to be going on through July 11th. So um and I just hope that uh, it goes through to the championship and there's no major uh, incidents with that. And that people just enjoy themselves, whether you like soccer or not or whatever you enjoy, get out, you know, start to reassimilate, you know, um, be safe and uh, just have fun this summer. So that's, that's my, that's my final thought. Is that good? That's good. Gotcha. Gotcha. Perfect. All right, let's cool. This is the digital gumbo podcast. Thanks so much for listening to us. Listen, digital gumbo podcast after party number 10 is coming soon. Remember, you can get us on IG, IGTV, Twitter. We're at the Digital Gumbo. And uh, we have a YouTube channel where we're going to continue to take snippets out of the shows, put those on there. And always uh, feedback is welcome. Uh, the Digital Gumbo at gmail.com. The Digital Gumbo at gmail.com. Speaking of uh, Euro 2020, shout out to our listeners in Great Britain. We appreciate you and love you. And we want to say we, we. To all of our listeners in France, we continue to track and trend there and also continue to climb up the ranks of uh, improv podcast for Apple Podcasts. Now, if you downloaded the new software 14.5 for your Apple mobile device, they're working out some kinks as far as the podcast are concerned. So just continue to listen and watch. Keep your ears on at bare bones minimum. Just do a time to time Google search for us, The Digital uh, Gumbo Podcast. We come up on all platforms and y'all be able to catch us there. So take us on the road with you this summer. Put it in your earbuds. Put it on your device. Listen to us while you're on the plane. And that'll have a calming and soothing effect except for when I rant and rave about this shit on the airplane. So <laughs> that's it and that's that. Y'all good? I'm good. We're good. All right, we'll catch you next time, y'all. We out. Peace. Bye, y'all. Peace, everybody. Bye.